Today on episode 205 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about the practice of ad blocking. And you may already be familiar with that, but I'm also going to let you in on a very good reason to block ads. And this is something that the website owners don't usually mention. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. And welcome back to the Computer Tutor Podcast. As you know, I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and I am right here every Monday morning to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And you know what? It's great to know how to do these computer tricks, but in some cases, like today, it's just as important, or maybe more important, to know why you should do this. And I'll explain that in a minute. But first, a word from our sponsor, me. Yes, I can fix your computer, and I've been doing that since 1999, and just about everything can be fixed remotely, so it doesn't matter where you are. If you have any kind of computer problem, just give me a call, 727-254-9078, or email pctutor at gmail.com. Today's computer tip can be seen at my website if you go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash 205. So let's get started. Okay, probably going to get a little controversial today. And by controversial, I don't mean I'm going to tell you why you need to vote for Hillary or vote for Trump. And I'm not going to tell you to stop playing Pokemon Go, even though it does present a serious security compromise for your phone and your Google account. But that's something for a different episode, probably. The controversial subject we're talking about today is ad blocking. And to be a little more specific about that, what I mean is using software on your computer so that when you visit a website that has ads, you don't see the ads. I've been using ad blockers for years, and the one I use currently is called uBlock Origin, and it works great. I'm always reminded of how well it works when I get on a client's computer and I go to some website, and all of a sudden I see all of these ads popping up all over the place, It's kind of a surprise when that happens, but it reminds me of how nice it is to visit websites and not have to deal with all that clutter. All right, so where does the controversy come in? Well, just ask any website owner that gets a lot of visitors to the site and has advertising on that website. They don't have too many kind words to say about software that blocks the ads from being seen, which makes sense because that's one of the ways they make money, by selling that space to advertisers. One of the websites that's getting seriously annoyed at ad blockers is the New York Times newspaper. Mark Thompson, he's the president and CEO of the New York Times company. Uh, This is a recent quote directly from him. No one who refuses to contribute to the creation of high-quality journalism has the right to consume it. Now, that quote was just one sentence from a speech he recently gave in New York City. And he brought up several points that were mostly along those same lines. If people want to read the content of our website, they need to pay for it. And, of course, part of the way you pay for it is through seeing the ads that come up on the site. Now, I'm not going to get into the debate of using or not using ad-blocking software. That aspect of this whole thing is not really the point of today's podcast. What I really want to point out is something that is really a huge concern about ads on websites... And it's something that Mark Thompson didn't say a single word about in that speech. 
I'm talking about ads that infect your computers with viruses and malware. This is already a big problem, and it continues to get bigger. Here's the basic process of how this works. And I'll use the New York Times website as an example, since this very thing actually happened on their website to the people that visited their website earlier this year. First, the New York Times hires an advertising network to handle all the ads on their website. Then that ad network gets hacked or compromised in some way, and there's some malicious code that gets into the ads that are displayed on their client websites, including the New York Times website. Then someone visits the website, and that person is using a computer that is not completely up-to-date with third-party software security patches. Now, if you're not sure what that means, think about if you've ever had a little pop-up thing come up in the bottom right corner of your computer that says Adobe has an update, or Java has an update, or any number of other programs that are always updating. Well, the reason they put out those updates is because they've discovered a security hole that hackers can use. So if you've ever seen one of those things pop up and then just ignored it and went on doing whatever you were doing, you are one of the people that could have been affected by the problem with the New York Times website ads. So the person goes to the website, and the malicious ad that shows up uses that unpatched security hole to infect the person's computer with ransomware. Now, this means that for a few minutes, everything seems like it's fine on the computer. No problems showing up, no error messages, nothing like that. But then there's this big window that opens, and it tells you all of your files are encrypted. That means you can't access anything in your documents folder, your pictures folder, your music, any of that. All the stuff that's important to you. Now, keep in mind, you didn't have to actually click on any of the ads for this to happen. You just had to go to that website. So all of your files are locked up now, and in order to get them back, the instructions on the screen say you have to pay the bad guys one or two bitcoins. Now, the value of a bitcoin goes up and down, but right now it's around $660. So if you want your stuff back, you have to pay about $1,200 to the criminals that use that ad to infect your computer, and you have to hope that they actually do give you the, the decryption key after you pay. For some people or businesses where those files are critically important and they don't have any backup, paying that ransom is the only option, their only hope. That's why this type of infection is called ransomware. Or you could just not pay it and lose those files. So that might mean you lost your past year's tax returns or pictures of your kids when they were little or other stuff that's really important, but you just can't pay that $1,200 to get it back. So this is a pretty bad situation. Now, you know me, and you know I can't just paint that really bleak picture without saying this. If you had set up a backup properly before you got infected, you could get all of your stuff back without paying those scumbags anything. And on top of that, if your other software, such as Adobe Reader and Adobe Flash and Windows and the dozens of other programs you have on your computer were all up-to-date and patched, you would have been much less likely to get infected by that stupid ad on the website. For my clients that are on the managed service plan, those updates are all handled automatically, so they don't even have to think about it. But you know how else you could have avoided being in this mess? By not having those ads show up on your computer in the first place. If you use an ad blocker, the ads don't load, so they can't do the damage they were designed to do. Now, don't tell me, well, I'll be fine because I don't visit the New York Times website. Doesn't matter. 
one ad network might supply the advertising for hundreds of websites. So the New York Times wasn't the only website that had that problem a few months ago. There were some others that were infected. Those included the, the National Football League website, the BBC, and also good old AOL. So the bottom line is this. Mark Thompson can lecture me all he wants about how I need to be socially responsible and help pay for the content on his website, but it's his responsibility to make sure his website is actually safe for me to use. You know, I always like to use analogies. So this is kind of like when you're at the mall and you're walking through the food court and all the restaurants are lined up there. And you know that that Japanese place always has someone standing out in front handing out those free samples to anyone that walks by. Now, obviously, they don't expect you to pay for that. That's just to get your taste buds excited and get you to come over and order a full meal. And it's pretty smart marketing because it usually works. But if you want a plate full of food, they're going to expect you to pay for it. If you don't want to pay for it, that's fine. You just don't get any food. But if you do pay for the food, the restaurant has the responsibility to make sure that food is safe and it's not going to make you sick if you eat it. Just like a website wants you to pay for the content by viewing the ads, but if the website puts out ads that infect computers with viruses, don't expect people to be all that willing to allow those ads to display. And please don't forget, when you shop on Amazon, please use the link computertutorflorida.com forward slash support. That link takes you directly to Amazon, and when you shop using that link, Amazon sends me over a small referral fee, so you're helping to support the show. And I'd like to hear what you think about blocking ads. Do you use an ad blocker? You think it's wrong to use one? Let me know. You can email me directly at pctutor at gmail.com, or just call my podcast voicemail line, 727 727- 386-9468. And you can always leave a message anytime, day or night, and you just might hear your voice right here on the podcast. And that will do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.